Welcome to Game Pass News, recorded February 4th. It's a Friday, and it's a weird time for us to be recording, but we had some technical issues, and we don't think we do anymore, so we are excited to be back up and chatting about Xbox. I'm Nick, and this is Sean. Man, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. I'm excited that I get to podcast from my daughter's bedroom again. Um, this means that... I don't sound hopefully as echoey, as echoey, but we do have a small guest in the background who's asleep, and that is the cat. Oh, I thought you were going to say your daughter. I was like, wait, no, wait, wait. You, you no, like, no, you no. get my attention yeah. immediately. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. I don't asleep. know. Your, I don't know if your cat's ever made much of an appearance. Um, no, he, he lives majorly outside and barely ever comes inside. Oh, so okay. Okay. So what's what's your cat's name? I'm interested now. Like, I, I didn't even know you had a cat. <laughs> It's called Levi. Levi. Okay. All right, cool. Levi the cat. By the jeans. I like it. I like it. You know, Boo always makes an appearance in sound. Maybe not in actual physical presence, but um, she's, a, she's a mouthy one. So, hey, well, uh, we are talking Xbox today. Um, everybody home here. We still Snowmageddon kind of thing. It Actually, it was only about 15 inches, but that's quite a bit for us. So, um so everybody's home. The kids are canceled again. Uh, the Duke knows well about this. His his kids and ours go to the same school. Um, so yeah, so the Duke's canceled, or, or our kids are canceled. My wife's school's canceled. Everything's canceled. Been canceled the last three days. So you know, why not? Why not podcast it at almost eight in the morning over here? Um, so anything else going on for you, man? Uh, no, I'm at work tonight. So after this, I'll be jumping straight into bed and going to sleep. Um, gotcha. How much sleep I get, I don't know, because Logan's got a play friend coming around from nursery. So, oh man, like, Hot Wheels monster truck show underneath the and like our bedrooms right above the living room, uh, and right next to his bedroom. So wherever they go, it's really loud. Uh, do you do you do like a sound machine of any sort? Uh, I have a fan that I put on that kind yeah, of drowns okay. a little bit out. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's funny you say that because when I came down here, I like I was like I told my wife I was like, you want me to turn the fan on because. She's literally like right above me, so um, so she's always like it sounds. It sounds like you're in the bedroom when you podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so she always turns the fan on when uh, when we podcast. So I totally get that. Uh, I love it. Okay, so let's uh, let's move on to some top stories. Uh, yeah, he doesn't know he got gifted a sub, does he? <laughs> no, yeah, that was yesterday. That was thanks to Hambo and Johnny doing a random gift sub. We, yeah. you know. Um, the, Duke, the Duke is now a, a subscriber. Yeah, the Duke's a subscriber. Uh, we were talking about the Duke, for those on the podcast. He's a subscriber now to uh, to Game Pass News, thanks to Hambone Johnny. So thanks for making all that happen. We didn't really get to thank him yesterday when uh, the gremlins were all over my machine and we couldn't hear anything. So now we know. Now, now he knows. Um, and I think everybody can hear me, so us. So that's good. So top stories. Let's start off. Sony buys Bungie. And uh, the big boss at Sony says uh, there are more acquisitions to come. Having the acquisition race off and running good and well, thanks to uh, purchases, starting off with thanks to the purchases that Xbox made uh, of Activision and probably Bethesda. That all kind of started off the acquisition race. Um, So what do you think about this, sir? Um, Well, what's Destiny? Um, 
not a huge well it used to be a huge player base not mm-hmm. so much now I mean like but you, we, we kind of discussed this while we were muted yesterday <laughs> that's right um, yeah. so they, they, they have like a 1.2 million player base as of like the back end of last year so not great um, but you know we're not like Call of Duty style where there's 100 million people playing it yeah on the daily um it's a good. I don't know. It's a good title to have in your repertoire if you're going to go for exclusive only. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people play Destiny, so if you launch a Destiny Three or you know a bomb load of DLC and it's exclusive only to PlayStation users, yeah, you'll piss off fifty probably fifty percent of your player base, but you'll have a lot of people coming with you. Yeah, you know. Um, in terms of will they buy other things, I can see it happening. I can see them trying to reach out and buy. Some form of franchise, uh, uh, maybe a sporting franchise, because I know, especially in the UK, like FIFA is really big. So, you know, would they grab EA and try and keep FIFA as a as an exclusive to to PlayStation and hold that to ransom? I don't know. Yeah, that's. Uh, so I did pull up some. Well, this was in 2020. Um, top Destiny Two facts. Well, no, it says 2021, but I think it might have been early 2021. So some of these dipped into 2020. Um, so there's around there's around a, a million active players in Destiny 2 daily. So that's a fair that's a fair amount. Over 31 million people in total have played Destiny 2 since its release in 2017. Over 21 million have played Destiny 2 on PS4. I think that is an interesting fact for what PlayStation is looking at. Um, yeah, definitely. Then so the 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 greater majority were PlayStation users that played Destiny. Yeah, yeah. So so PlayStation's looking, I think, at three at three legs of this acquisition. They're looking at one. We we this and I don't. Well, I don't want to start off with that one. They're looking at one. They want to start a PlayStation rate. They want to start a a, play, a, a Game Pass like PlayStation subscription thing, having a multiplayer. Um, Having a multiplayer game that they own is a good start to that. A multiplayer shooter game that they own is a good start to that. Two, they don't. You know, Bungie is the home of Halo. Was 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 Halo's daddy basically? Uh, they don't make Halo anymore. Three four three does, but that's where it started from. So, if if Xbox is looking for another acquisition, what's another three point six billion dollars to uh, to Microsoft? They don't want. Microsoft have the app, the, the the whole sole access if they so choose to all the multiplayer shooters that are popular at the moment. So so making sure that they own one is a good thing for them. And three, let's be honest, it's a little slap in the face to Microsoft now that that Halo's dad is now owned by um by Sony. I don't think that's why they did it. I really don't. I don't think that's how Sony works. Um. We just, uh, but I do think it is, it, it's there, and they they chuckle at it. I would, if I was an executive, you know. It wouldn't be why I made the decision, but it would be part of it. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of like a big, uh, mm-hmm. well, we, 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 we can buy bits of you, mm-hmm. not bits of the original you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so you had kind of touched on it. What else? I mean, Sony says there's more to come. Um, I don't. I don't think they're buying one big guy. I think they're going to buy a handful of smaller guys. They're not going to buy an Activision. But what is 
what do you think is what do you think might be next um small i don't know if they buy a selection of small indie developers that'd be a good move for them um i'm just trying to think now like what small indie games if you know if they bought into maybe grounded which i know would upset you if it went to playstation only but yeah so that, that would be of... that would be snapping up obsidian um yeah. which you know is a possibility I could um, see them doing but that. Yeah, I think that's what they, they, they kind of need to do. They need to be looking into small small indie developers that are doing <coughs> quite well, that have got games out there at the moment that are doing pretty good. And that would be the ones that they kind of get behind and try and give some funding to to either further the projects that they currently have or to start new ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, you... that for me... Yeah, that that for me would be what I would do as a business owner. I would be thinking, what's the best possible way I can spend money and see some return, some small return that will mm-hmm. benefit us in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you're Sony, yeah, I think Nintendo says Yacht Club. Um, that one actually has gotten bantered around a, a, a bit in the dad's Discord. John was talking about Nintendo buying Yacht Club. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Nintendo, you know, Nintendo does Nintendo. They, nobody really gets in their, nobody really gets in their head, you know. It, so it'll be interesting to see if they find any need to make sure that that they their um, they have properties that they want. But to be honest, they have their properties, which are the reason people play their games. So I don't know. I don't think they will. Um, <clears throat> if you're Microsoft, and I know we're we're talking who Sony's going to buy. Sony, I think, needs to buy um, a developer. I mean, kind of like you know, a Western, a Western developer, because I think that's where you. Th- so Nintendo is going the opposite of me. They think they're going to go Japanese. I think Microsoft is going to go Japanese, um, because I think Microsoft needs the help in Japan at the moment. But I don't know if you know. I don't know if they could get people. I don't know if they get companies to agree to be acquired by them Japanese companies agree to be acquired by them but that's a different story um, but I think Microsoft needs the help in Japan uh, you know you have Sega you have Square Enix um, both of these would be good companies for Microsoft to acquire if they were going to do it Capcom Capcom and I mean these are these are um, small companies because I'm now I'm now thinking in my head games I used to play on the PlayStation mm-hmm. the uh were big, so you've got like the whole Resident Evil base. That's all Capcom. Mm-hmm. You've got Metal Gear Solid. You know that's still PlayStation only. You know, do they go and buy Konami and say, "Look, we want you to carry on making these kind of games"? Same with like uh, they did some horror games as well, which they were quite good. Um, yeah. I think what was the other one I used to play? I used to see a lot. Um. I can't remember, but yeah, that, that that kind of stuff. That you know, the companies that have been pretty quiet, apart from obviously Capcom, mm. because they keep churning out awesome Resident Evil games. Yeah, the big acquisitions, I think, at least maybe maybe I'm being biased, and it's just what what I play and what I what I'm interested in. Well, EA is a big acquisition, no matter what. I don't know if EA wants to be acquired. I don't think they do. I think there's a good possibility that both EA and Ubisoft have already been approached by Microsoft. 
And that's why we now have their subscription services coming to Game Pass. Because I think Microsoft walked yeah. up with their treasure trove of money, threw it on the ground, and both companies kicked it back to them and said, we'll give you your, our subscription service. Thank you. Have a nice day. Um, well, EA have kind of got people by the balls because and they use that as a pun because, you know, they have FIFA. They have, like, all the sporting. <laughs> so they've got NBA. They've got, you know, all that kind of stuff. They have <laughs> them all... You don't appreciate that line good enough, Sean. That's such a good line. EA has you by the sports balls. <laughs> but, yeah. So, but but it's true because every year they churn out FIFA 2020, FIFA 22, FIFA 20, and it's like, you know, yeah, they are the they, by the they are the Call of Duty guys of the sports world. Mm-hmm. So EA don't need somebody to buy them to make bigger stuff because. You know, I've seen those games. The the you know, the really realistic. The characters are really realistic. You know, and they're always up to date, and they've got all their own franchises behind it, and money monetized side of pay to play stuff behind it as well. Because you can buy player packs, you can buy this, you can buy that, so you can spend money in the game. So EA don't need a big conglomerate yeah. like Microsoft or Sony no. to come along and go, hey, no. Now let me say, I don't. I mean, as much as we're talking about this, and I'm like, well, Nintendo could buy that, or um, Sony could buy this. I don't, I don't particularly like this idea, to be honest. I mean, I don't like this idea that all these developers are going to get snapped up, and they're going to be owned by two companies. I don't think it's a good thing overall. Um, <coughs> and uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just. When when all when all of the business gets owned by two companies, that's not good for anybody, really. Um, especially not good for the for the gamer. Uh, so you know, I I hope the acquisition race kind of fades away. I have a feeling it's not going to. Sony's already said they're making more. Um, I think one of the companies we have mentioned will be will be snapped up. Um, and that might make Xbox just continue on. So this is definitely an acquisition arms race is what it is. Leading to who can have the most subscribers um, for their for their cool Game Pass-like subscription service. The feeble attempt. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so uh, I'll, just, I'll just couple in a news bulletin with that. The FCC has come out and said this is no surprise. Microsoft knew this was going to happen. That's why they said it wouldn't happen. This this deal wouldn't close until next year. FCC has says Activision deal will receive an antitrust review. Uh, that doesn't mean that it's a big deal or that um, or that it won't go through. It just means that it's a big enough deal, a big enough shakeup in the in the industry that uh, the FCC views it as a, a needs to do an antitrust review, which I'm sure is part of the reason why this won't be done until next year. Um, but on to more Xbox gamer news, hardware news, actually. The X screen. Man, Sean, you showed me this like five, six months ago or something, and I was like, yeah, that looks neat. Yeah. And now it's about to ship this month. Um, so what this is, ladies and gentlemen, if you have an Xbox Series S, you you attach it, it literally physically attaches to your Xbox Series S. It's got little like like clamps. Um, that and it plugs into your S, and it adds a speaker, um, a 12-inch screen, and uh, the ability for it to immediately work as like a really fat 1990s laptop, 
basically. And the screen can close and open. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks really, really cool. Uh, what do you think of this thing, Sean? Um, I, I think it could be interesting based on the fact that you can, like, anywhere now you go, which, like, a train that's got, you know, a 240 volt plug and it only needs to play, like, to, to charge, not charge, sorry, to power the one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, why not? That is a great idea. You can, like, especially like in the UK for people that commute to and from London, you can buy this, play it on the tube. It's not playing on the tube, play it on the train. Like mm-hmm. for me, it takes like nearly three hours on the train to get to London. And there you go. It's three hours of gaming that you've got there. You download the games that you want yeah. from Game Pass, play them at least somewhere, not just limited to having to play them at home. Yeah, I think I think it's got a bunch of uses. I really don't know if you would play this on the train. I mean, this would be... This would be quite the thing. Um, I guess you could sit it on your lap. If you have a good long train ride, like, you know, maybe like us going to Chicago, that's a good, like, two-hour train ride. Actually, I think it might yeah, be Yeah, but most, most trains now, you have, like, the serves, like the dining tray that drops down, or there's, like, the ones with tables, because mm-hmm. obviously people use laptops while they're on the move. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this whole thing looks quite... <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good say, point. You just buy it, buy a switch. Buy yeah, a for switch. the price of this thing, yes, you could go and buy an OLED. Yeah. So here, so we're burying the lead. Here's here's the thing. It it does look fun. It has its uses. Like if I'm going, if I'm if I'm taking the kids, if they're older, I'm not letting Noah do this anytime soon. But like if they're older, we're going out, we're going on vacation for a week or two, and they want to take this thing. There, maybe there's only one TV, and I'm like, listen, you're not going to get any TV time. You're not taking that. You know. Um, uh, then you know, yeah, they could. That that's a real use I could see for this. Maybe if you're in a home that doesn't have a bunch of TVs, maybe that's another use. The problem yeah. is this thing costs. I made Sean guess before, then and, uh, and it took him three guesses to get there. But it is two hundred and fifty dollars. Um, yeah. That that price point is way too. I'm I'm looking at. It, I'm going through different things, and it's like. It's well made. It is really well made. There's yeah, no cable, so obviously, like, it mm-hmm. plugs straight to the back. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to find now if there's an ability to have, um, like, a headphone plug into it, but I can't. I can't see that. Um, closing like- the lid of the screen like a laptop powers yep. it off, mm-hmm. so it sends commands to it. And then this, this, and I quite like this for people that like first-person shooter games. There's a crosshair overlay. And you can choose between like a normal, a dot, a red crosshair, a green crosshair, or a green cross. It's not like that kind of. I know my dad does it when he's playing like Call of Duty. He like will look down the site and puts a piece of blue tack on his screen where the t- like the very tip of the iron sight is. Um, and I know people have done it for like things like CS:GO and stuff like that. So. Huh? I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah, it's kind of like it's so you can hip fire really well. You kind of you basically you you put the piece of blue tack on the screen over what you want to shoot and shoot at it, and you shouldn't miss theoretically. Huh? I did not even realize. Uh, Nintendo has asked the most important question: Where's the cup holder? Uh, yep, that's the only <laughs> thing that's missing. <laughs> I'd pay two fifty if they put a cup holder in there. Uh, 
Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do. Um, listen, it's not that I'm saying it's not worth that amount. It's just that I'm saying I'm not going to pay that amount. Um, like, you know, sometimes you just get those problems where you're like, yeah, that, that thing is probably well-priced. It's probably, that's, that's probably as low as they could go. But the problem is that's just too much for me. So I guess I just don't get it. And I, I you know, I don't know. Maybe there are, maybe there's a, a real, uh, I mean, they think there's a market for it. They brought it to market. It's, it's, yeah. it's shipping this I'm, month. I mean, if you go, if you go and Google it, the first video that pops up on YouTube for it is, um, Oh, sorry, on Twitter, is somebody playing Dying Light 2 on the X screen? Mm -hmm. Are they, when they're playing it, are they in like a Dying Light type environment? Because that's how those that's how those videos always are. They're like, there's like a zombie behind them, you know, and they're like trying to attack them while they're playing Dying Light. They're like in the environment while they're playing the environment. I don't know. I don't know. I've not looked at the video. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, don't ask me difficult questions, Nick. Um... Uh, <laughs> Uh, all right, so that's the X screen too. Um, Sean, what's up with X Xbox Anime Month? So, like, they do this quite often. They'll they'll bring things up. They'll do certain kind of months or weeks. Um, this month is all about the anime. So, there there's like up to fifty percent off all the titles at the moment are on the Xbox Store. So go there, and if you spend fifty, if you spend fifty dollars. In total, you'll get five dollars back, um, and you'll get five thousand. Let me get this right: five thousand perk points to use to claim, you know, whatever you want to claim for for Xbox. You can different skins. You can get uh, Discord Nitro. You can get like Amazon Prime for three months or something like that. I don't know. There's lots of different things that you can claim with your perk points. And if you're a Game Pass member, like me and Nick, um, there is 17 different anime-inspired games that can be discovered on Cloud Console and PC, and you can earn up to 300 Microsoft reward points by playing each of those games and completing um, different quests in those games. So you know, they kind of they're kind of trying to guide people into playing those games for this month. Nice. So. Um, also, I, I saw a thing when I was perusing for this show. I didn't uh, I didn't uh, bring it up, but or put it in the thing. But apparently, there's a good chance that we are getting a Hulu subscription as an Xbox Game Pass perk. Uh, some eagle-eyed folks found that in the perk section for a hot second, and then it got removed um, quickly. So I think maybe that was a mistake on Xbox's part to put it out when they did, but uh, if it was there, those things normally, when they're there, they come back. Um, we'll be talking about something similar to that in the in the bye-bye section. There was five games there, and then they went away, so we thought maybe that wasn't true, but then they came back a month later, so they just got put there too soon. So, so yeah, that, that kind of stuff happens. Um, Xbox is partnering with Certain Affinity to make a Monster Hunter-style game. Um, you know, I just, I thought that was something very interesting. Uh, Xbox knows the games. They're 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 getting really good at understanding what they're missing, and uh, they're they're trying hard to fill those gaps. Uh, so I do. I, certain Certain Affinity is not a Microsoft studio. I don't believe. Um, it's not one I've heard of. Yeah. So it's funny to me that uh, a company has five bazillion studios that they own, <laughs> and yet 
and yet when they want to make when they want to make a, a new game, they go to a third party studio to make it. That's that's probably my biggest takeaway from that. Like you own you own five billion studios. <laughs> so wow. Um, wow, so these these were the guys behind Left 4 Dead. That's quite cool. That's that's a very nice one to get behind. Yeah. So. Yeah, maybe they're planning on purchase. Maybe they're planning on acquiring them. They're just like, here, make this game, and we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, so that is all of our top stories and bulletins for the week. Uh, the Xbox Spotlight is up. Sean, I am gonna let you go first. <laughs> what games have okay. you been playing? So it's it's been a bit of a bad week for gaming for me. Um, Pokemon came out. I got it a day late, thanks to Amazon. Um, Dang I still Amazon. need to send SAZ the freebies that I got with a pre-order from Amazon. Um, I didn't get around to doing that yesterday because other things came up. Um, but so yeah, I've been playing a bit of Pokemon every now and then. Um, but I haven't played a lot of Xbox. I've played one game, which is a game that came out comes out this week, um, and that is Contrast. And it's quite good. It's quite a fun platform. 3D puzzle style game. So you play what I can only assume as an imaginary friend for a little girl called Dee Dee. And it's all set in like a 1920s law where, you know, the guys, there's, it's all like the American gangland style, you know, uh, swimming with a fish or sea, that kind of mm-hmm. sure, yeah. stuff. But yeah, the Frank, the Frank, Frank Sinatra style singing in clubs, brass bands, jazz, that kind of stuff. It's all set in that kind of town, that type of time. And you play this imaginary friend that this girl makes up and her mum and father have split up and she likes to sneak out on a night and you kind of help guide her around. Um, and you can shift from being able to walk in the 3D world to as if a wall is lit up and the shadows on it, you can shift into the shadows as a character and then use the shadows to, to platform to different areas. Um, so yeah, that's about it. It's 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 fun to play. You you the only two characters that you can see in real life are um, DD and your character. Everybody else is like shadows, and I'm assuming that's because they can't see you as an imaginary friend, so you can't see them. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. I played 30 minutes of it. Finished Act One. Um, there's collectibles to to pick up and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a fun little game. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, so what have I been playing? Well, ladies and gentlemen, my streak continues. I finished two games this week. Two. Double barrel streak. I know. I know. It's going good. Um, I haven't always finished two games each week, but I did this week. Uh, one barely counts. Uh, Noah and I downloaded Part-Time UFO. That's a game that came out on the Switch about a year ago. Uh, fun little co- couch co op Move stuff around as a UFO. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um... So if you're looking for a game to play, I mean you can play with anybody, but it it's really it's really good for like Noah's age to play with them. Um, guys, it's a good physics game where you're picking stuff up and you got to put it in a particular area. You got to try to stack stuff. It's very physicsy, so if you don't get it just right, it'll all fall apart. Um, so that's that's a lot of fun. Um, the other game I beat, Nobody Saves the World. This is an Xbox game, an indie Xbox exclusive on Game Pass. Been there for the last couple weeks. Um, it is a really, really good game. And if you are a fan of, uh, Zelda, 
games. Uh, this this is something that probably old school Zelda, like top down Zeldas. This is something to probably take a look at. The quirk here is you are nobody. You're this you're this little guy. He's he's this all like like bright white guy, and you're nobody with a wand. And then you can transform into one of I think fifteen different forms. Um, and man, it's so much fun. You get to go through a dungeon, and then you got to really think. All the forms have a different style of attack, different magic, and you can. There's two extra spots for attacks that you can kind of mix and match the two the different characters. So you can add attacks from other characters onto onto your character if you if you want, and um, the way you choose to go through the dungeon. Uh, it helps you go through the dungeon, basically. You know, dungeons might be set up for one particular character, but you can use any one you want. But it, it might be easier with one. It's got many. It's got RPG elements. When you finish a quest, there are form progression quests where it's like, well, with this character, beat this many enemies using this attack, and then you'll gain experience for leveling up. Um, yeah, it's really well done. It's done by Drinkbox Games. They're the guys that did Guacamelee. Um, the there is an actual story there um, that is really good. It's deeper than your you know your normal Mario type thing. So I I enjoyed the story. Uh, fun quirky characters. I can't say enough about this game, but I will stop talking about it. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so yeah, you should, uh, you should check it out. The last game we're playing, uh, Noah and I are taking on Banjo and Kazooie. Um, I don't know why I do this to myself. Uh, I, I don't really remember. I think I did play Banjo and Kazooie back in the day, but I don't remember. Uh, I love N64 for what it brought up in gaming, but, uh, the camera now in the current world of gaming drives me insane. So, um, I'll just say that. Um, but we are going to finish this game because, uh, I want to see it to the end. So, so we're going to make it there, I think. I hope. Yeah. Well, what I will say is because... As things disappear quite often from Game Pass, Jaya has been distraught because Red Dead Redemption 2 disappeared off Game Pass. Mm, yeah. So distraught, she actually bought a copy with her own money. She went out and wow. bought a Yeah. Wow. Way to go, Rockstar yeah. Games. You got it. You you did the, crin the quintessential Game Pass thing, right? Like on yep. Game Pass, get some money for the downloads that you that you get, and then make people go and buy it. Like that, that is the goal of Game Pass. If you're a developer, so kudos, Rockstar. Yeah, I mean, she got it cheap. I, I think it was like seventeen pounds. She said she got it cheap, but you know, she bought it brand new. So has all the sticker on and stuff like that. The yeah sticker when it came. So yeah, for sure. That's uh, that's awesome. Um, I will say, you know, if I would have stuck with Red Dead Online, and the only reason I didn't is because I thought they were kind of, their, the way they did their monetary system, like paying for stuff with real money to get what you needed was a little gross. Um, if I would have stuck with them, I could have seen me buying Red Dead Online when it left. Because, you know, you put all that time into that game, you got you, you still want it. So, I'll buy Grounded when it leaves. Say it right now. 100%. <laughs> I'll buy Grounded. Take it off Game Pass. There's DLC for that. There's, there, there's DL, new DLC out for that. So. I know, Sean. But even though I don't have time or really have the will to play it right now, um, like if you said I couldn't play it, it would just be a thing. I'd be like, no, no, no. I can't not have the ability to play it. Even though I don't want to play it right now, I want the ability to play it. So I would go out and buy it. Easy. Sure. 
Um, so moving on to breaking news games that are out this week. Um, Contrast is out is out now. Uh, just talked about that. That came out February third. Um, Dreamscaper um, is out on cloud console and PC now. Um, that's an endless replayable action roguelike. Sounds horrible. That's it. That, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't yeah, like roguelike games. That, <laughs> delve deep into your subconscious, facing <laughs> nightmares in an ever-changing world, filled with unique items, abilities, and challenges. And by day, explore the city of Redhaven, build relationships, and unlock permanent upgrades to take on the next dream stronger than ever. There you be. The next one, um, this is one I'm interested in. I uh, haven't got to download it yet. Telling Lies. I wanted to download it, but they didn't. It was one of the games they didn't get out in the morning, so I don't know when it actually did hit the, the Xbox. Uh, an investigative thriller game with a non-linear storytelling. Telling Lies revolves around a cache of secretly recorded video conversations, starring Logan Marshall Green. I don't know who these people are. I'm not gonna. Uh, starring people that are apparently real actors that I don't know who they are. Um, so it, it's done by Annapurna, who does a lot of narrative stories. Um, so I'm interested to check it out and see and see what that yeah. is all about. I, I this and the the story and writer of Silent Hill Shattered Memories that was quite a nice game to play for somebody that followed Silent Hill that had a very good strong storyline to it. So nice. Telling Lies could be quite a good hit. Yeah, so. yeah. So I'm uh, I'm interested in giving in giving that a shot. Giving that a, a shot. I noticed your contrast game, by the way. That's an older. That's an older guy. Like when I went through the the review or the video of it, most of those most of those awards were from 2014. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. The, it's it, yeah, and it has that feel. The graphics do have that feel, and there is a really nice, um, there's a really nice nod to Extra Life 2012 in there. It's kind of like an Easter egg, which I, I stumbled across because I thought, I wonder if I can get to this place. And you kind of go up into this room, and you turn the this you turn on this light. And the Extra Life logo comes up, Extra Life 2012. And then it's just a list, of, a huge list of names, calling them all heroes and saying thank you very much for their um, participation into Extra Life. So I thought that was quite a nice touch. That, that was is, very nice. That is really cool. Nod. I have never heard of anything like that. Kudos to Extra Life and for them for putting it in. That's neat. Yeah, definitely. Um, what we'll do before we go into the questions is we'll know until what's there on the horizon because there's quite a few games there to cover, uh, and then we'll loop back to answering some... Well, I think we have one question from Mr. Hamburg. It's John the most important one, though. So. It's the most important yeah. one. That's all I'm saying. Which most might important. take a lot to discuss, so let's let's go through what's what's on the horizon, games that are coming out soon. Um, the first one on the list is Besiege, which is a game preview, preview, which is just, like, grounded. So mm-hmm. expect that game to be somewhat, or maybe a little bit buggy, but this is what happens when game previews come to Game Pass. You know, it really well. depends. Grounded is awesome, and there isn't much wrong with it. But then I played Craftopia, which is also a game preview, and that game looks like they shoved two sticks together and put it in your computer. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, that game is <laughs> awful. Like, it's just awful. Um, maybe it'll so, be great so, in the day, but not right now. So there's somebody in the uh, the Discord for Super King Andy here I watch on, on, uh, on Twitch. They'd shared um, a meme on there of, um, what games are like when you pre-order them in 2021 and it was like a shed in somebody's back garden with another shed built into it at an angle. Yeah. I thought, yeah, okay, that, that kind of fits that pretty well. Yeah. So, so Besiege is a physics-building game where you construct war machines to obliterate fortresses and annihilate legions of soldiers. I can never <coughs> <be heard. coughs> 
Uh, navigate hazards and solve physics puzzles <coughs> in a single ca player campaign. Or you can conquer your way through distant, distinct lands, each with their own theme, packed with fully destructible levels. And so you bring your enemies to their knees. That could I uh, see? That sounds sandboxy to me. Mm -hmm. I'm sandboxy, interested in this. I'm going to say that this is where I was thinking sandbox plus some kind of um, command and conquer style thing, I, mm -hmm. like. With puzzles, it's like Nick's, you know, mm -hmm. best thing ever. Mm -hmm. Could be in. Um, what are we on, the Crossfire? Yeah. Crossfire, console only. Well, I think it's still like the only one that's, con yeah, it is the only one, the console only. Uh, play, the, play the first Crossfire X single-player campaign, Operation Catalyst, developed in partnership with Remedy Entertainment, take control of a global risk unit. As they traverse through enemy territory. So, yep, that's coming uh, February 10th. Yep. Uh, Edge of Eternity, which is coming to cloud console and PC. Uh, wage epic turn-based battles as you follow Darion and Celine on their quest to find a cure for all the all-consuming corrosion in this grand tale of hope and sacrifice. Um, crafted by a small independent team, um, for the passion of JRPG lovers. So if you like yourself a JRPG game, um, this is created by um, by that kind of genre, for that kind of genre. So mm -hmm. nice to check out. Skull, the Hero Slayer. Uh, Skull is a fast-paced action rogue light where losing your head is encouraged, featuring 100 playable characters, each with their own unique abilities and a ton of items that can create wild synergies. The battles are as electrifying as they are challenging and Mr. Hambo Johnny himself has said that he's very interested in Skull. So, um, it does sound fun, except for the roguelike part, but uh, I'll have to... <laughs> you know, I don't really... I can't keep track of action roguelike, roguelite. I just can't. I can't. You just can't. I, I just can't. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, this next one I'm quite interested in playing. The Last Kids on Earth and the Staff of Doom. Yeah. Um, battle hordes of zombies and monsters in this Last of Kids Earth. And the Staff of Doom, a semi-open world action RPG, which me being interested in RPG doesn't happen very often, um, that tells a new story in a post-apocalyptic town of Wakefield. Um, I live near a place called Wakefield, so that's quite interesting. <laughs> Playing as teen survivors Jack, Quint, June, or Dirk, you'll explore zombie-infested streets on your quest to stop Mal Malandre, a powerful adversary from obtaining the Staff of Doom. Yeah, you know, um, you know the R.L. Stein books when like your kid gets a little bit older and you're like, hey, yes. here you go. Here's a book that's not like uh, about Dr. Seuss, but yeah, that was it's like the next the level. R.L. Stein was go goosebumps, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. feels like R.L. Stein in video games. It's like here you go. Your kid's a little bit older. You know, you you're not playing as kid games anymore. Here's something kind of in the between. For you. So. so, well, what I might do is I might trial playing that in front of Emily because she's 10. There you go. So, she's at that age where she's probably interested in, in something like that. And then you can come back to me and say, thanks, you ruined you ruined Emily's <laughs> childhood for the rest of her life. That was a horrible idea. <laughs> well, she's she's not sleeping much as it is anyway because uh, her uh, her mom's just had a, a, another baby boy. So, you know, they've there got you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, Ark. Ultimate Survival Edition. Um, 
the definitive collection is now coming to Game Pass. I'm not going to go. That's a that's a sandbox uh, craft build everything survival game. Uh, it's been on Game Pass well, for a while. Yeah, one that Nick didn't actually like. Yeah, no, I did not like it. Surprises me. I did not like it. It was not. It was not for me. Um, and it's like it, it's like 120 gigs to download. It was the first game I ever downloaded on Xbox because I thought it sounded cool. And then I just ended up hitting trees until monsters ate, or until dinosaurs ate me. So, yeah, it wasn't yeah. for me. Um, Infer- I've, watched, I've watched Jaya try. And, sorry, I've watched Jaya try and play it, and yeah, definitely was not of a great interest for me. But. Um, Infernax, February fourteenth, available. Day, so this is a day one game on Game Pass. Infernax is an adventure of a great knight who returns to his homeland only to find it plagued with unholy magic. You want the holy magic if you're going to have magic, just in case you were wondering. Uh, while on your quest to find and destroy the source of the corruption, by any means necessary, you will face ruthless creatures, dangerous beasts, and precarious turns. So there you go. Um, the Babai is also new, and it actually has some games that I'm a little shocked at, to be honest. I mean, two, to be exact. One, really. Um, control and medium are both going are both going out and those games especially medium that was an exclusive for xbox that i didn't think would ever leave game pass to be honest um that was like xbox's first big exclusive to be honest or uh, not xbox but the xbox series first big exclusive um with the, on the new I platform it, i wonder if the contract on that just kind of dropped out yeah i'm fairly certain that's right i wouldn't be surprised now if you see it on playstation I'm guessing that it was like a year-long exclusive contract, and but uh, yeah, so you know, but good for them. Control, Medium, Final Fantasy VII, the Zodiac Age. Why, when there's games going out, Sean, is there always a Final Fantasy game that's leaving? Like it, it seems because to always be. There's so many of them. That's why they could, they could literally add a Final Fantasy and take a Final Fantasy off every three months and never run out of Final Fantasy games for the rest of my life. That's probably... That's what I feel like. That's that's fair. Um, Project Winter, I don't... The only thing I know about this game is that Justin hates it. Justin, Nintendo dead, Justin absolutely, like, rage quit this game. So it's an infamous game. Um, so I don't know much about it, but I know that. Um, uh, it's, a co- it's a co-op game, and I think it's like a whodunit game. That between the, all the players, they have to figure out, akin to um, Among Us, kind of. Oh, okay, yeah. <clears throat> and then the Falconeer, which uh, you play as a falcon. I played this game. I didn't find it all that interesting, to be honest. I didn't. I didn't beat it, but I played a few hours of it, and then I dropped it. So there we go. All right. So yeah, I, I thought I'd get that out of the way before we move on to the tasty yeah, bits. I like which, it. You know, and. and... Tasty bits and grabbed by the balls. That's right. Uh, Hambone's um, question. Well, I, mean, I don't know about all that, but uh, Hambone's question. <laughs> yeah, Hambone Johnny asks us in the Discord. He, he told us, obviously, the news about being really excited for School the Hero Slayer to come to Game Pass. Um, the rest of the post that he put out, which houses the question, is this is a game I've had on my, my had my eye on since Nintendo's Indie Direct last year, <laughs> though I never got around to making the purchase on my Switch. So a couple of related questions. Do you guys have a mythology or thought process on what games to get for each system? So we'll yeah. I'll answer this in part because um, do you ever wait for a game with blind hope that it will come out day one to Game Pass? So I I do not. Um, 
I usually, if the game I'm looking for, I'm interested in, and it's out on Switch, then I'll usually just get it on Switch. Um, that's that's usually that's usually how how I how I do it. No matter whatever it whatever it comes out on, unless I will do it the reverse every once in a while. If it's a game that I really want to play and I just cannot sit down and play it in front of a TV, um, and I think it might come to to switch then i will do the opposite i will i will see if i will wait and see if there's any chance that it makes it on the switch or if it's rumored to be on the switch i'll wait for the switch especially because there's a million games for me to play on xbox on game pass specifically right now so if i can if if i can wait and get it on switch and i think i'll be able to play it better easier that way then i i will do that 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 bit of switch has definitely got me so what about you yeah um for me games that are coming out on the switch never make the games that i want anyway never make it to xbox because they are you know like the big headers of the nintendo world so gotcha like anything to do with luigi anything to do with yoshi anything to do with mario yeah. um anything to do with zelda or anything to do with pokemon they're the big ones are animal crossing um they're like the big six that i wait for the nintendo that's why i own a nintendo system is for those games alone the small indie games, like I got interested in Oli Oli, mm-hmm. and kind of looked at that and waited. And there was rumor that it might come to Game Pass, so I waited and waited and waited. Mm-hmm. It's not coming to Game Pass, as far as I believe. Yeah. It is. Oh, it is. Look at that. It's coming to Game Pass. I, so yeah, I think so it the, is. Yeah, I'm glad I waited for that. That's like the kind of thing I'd, I'd wait. For. Am I? Am I wrong? I don't know. Now, now you, now you have me questioning myself. I'm um, not sure. I saw it on the Xbox Store the other day, but I might be confused with this. I might be confused with this and uh, and uh, uh, the fact that we that we requested a code for it. Now that I, I mean, now that I say it's because we requested a code as well. Okay. All right. <coughs> All right. My bad. Yeah, I think that might have been it. So I, d- I don't wait necessarily for the indie games to come from the Switch to Game Pass because, you know, I, I don't wait that way. If there's a game that looks interesting in the indie direct, I do sit and think, oh, I would like to play that, but I'm not going to go and spend the money because I have Game Pass. So if it comes to Game Pass, I'll play it. If it doesn't come to Game Pass, then I won't play it unless somebody says, like, you absolutely need to get this game. It, it's absolute gangbusters, as Bobby would say. Um so that's that's about it. Um, as in for Blind Hope, I, w- I I was hoping that Dying Light Two might have been a day one exclusive <laughs> for Game Pass. It was a high hope because um, it means I wouldn't have to go and spend the the sixty quid that I'm looking at spending on that game. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of like my thought process on it. Gotcha. Um, I'm really into this now. I'm trying to find Ali Ali World takes wonderful. I think, I think it might be, but I I, I don't want to I don't want to steer you wrong. Um, I'm having trouble finding exactly exactly what I'm what I'm what I'm asking. So I don't know. Anyways, um, but yeah, that's how I do it too. I'll stop looking. I'm sorry. I was getting addicted. Um, cool. Um. Uh, nobody saves the world is what I was going to say. That that is one where I actually thought maybe I'll just play this for a few hours because I am fairly certain that game is going to find its way to the Switch. 
Um, maybe I'll just play it for a few hours here. If I like it, then, you know, I'll wait to see if it comes out on the Switch. But then I got super addicted to it, and I couldn't put it down. So, um, so I just kept coming down here and playing it. Um, so, yeah. even when I should have possibly been doing work, but don't tell work. Um, so, there's that. Uh, if I wish I could get away with taking my Switch to work, I, I have done it so often. I've, like, took it to work with me, and I've had it in my bag, and I'm like, I could, like, so easily play a little bit of, like, Pokemon or I could quite easily play a bit of it, especially when Animal Crossing, we, we were big into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I used to struggle. I've done a couple of times where we used to get together for, like, the swap meets and stuff. And yeah. I'd pop yeah. in and out on the online stuff while I was at work. Yeah. Literally, like, for 10, 15 minutes. So, unfortunately, <laughs> the kind of job I do is, like, unpredictable so i could either have a period of six hours where it's quiet or it's i'm being showered every 10 minutes to stuff that's going wrong yeah you you did the um the new year's thing with us too right when you were at work yeah yeah during the new year i was like i was on the phone to Lindsay and you at the same time while i was in your <laughs> island love animal. i love it um so the last part of Hambo and Johnny's question, and I know this why this has come up because we kind of talked about this in his stream when he was doing some Zelda. Um, what is the difference between a cookie and a biscuit? And this goes back to the whole whole thing of this is what I'm here for. Yeah, <laughs> biscuits to you are a completely different thing to me. Biscuits to you, you like have them with freaking fried chicken and gravy. Yes, you do. Yeah, that's a great way to have them. Oh, yeah, Sean! One day you're gonna come over here, and I'm gonna just like I'm gonna I'm gonna take you to all kinds of places. What you, what you have as a biscuit, we have in the UK as a scone, and we have that with jam and clotted cream. Okay, wait, we got to step back now. What is clotted cream? What is cl- I mean, I know um, cream. What is cl- is that? Not butter? No, uh, it's not butter. It's like it's like a sweet. It's like a sweet butter. It's not very good for you at all, but it's very very fatty. Oh, okay. All that's right, why it's so nice. But yeah, yeah it's yeah. kind of—it's a little bit—it's a little bit bittersweet. So it's got a little bit of bitterness to it, but it is a bit sweet. And you okay. kind of—you have it with the jam in this savory scone or biscuit uh-huh. that you guys have, and you have that all together. And when it's like the the most important part of an English like afternoon tea is that. So gotcha. What you call a biscuit is a scone to us. <laughs> we put fruit in it. So, like, you can have cherry scones, you can have raisin scones, you can have cheese scones. Mm-hmm. There's an array of different things. <laughs> no, as if they put frosting in it. <laughs> um, now, we do all those things with then, biscuits as well. Like, we put the jelly and all that stuff. Wait, is it, like, baked into it? Or do you just, like, open it no, up no, and you, put it on there? Oh, you, you slice it in half and you lever it up and squish it together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Like yeah, so we're, we're the same. Honey's a big one, at least uh, in my family. We like to put honey on them. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so keep and going. And then what you call a cookie uh-huh. is like an Oreo, yep. okay. um, stuff like that. They're biscuits to us. So an Oreo is a biscuit. A cookie to me is the golden brown with chocolate chips in. That's, that's what we call a cookie because it is a cookie. Because <laughs> it is a cookie, you freaking Americans! It is a cookie. <laughs> um, well, if, I, if, I, if I went, if I went to any bakery in the UK and said, "Have you got any cookies?" They would literally hand me a chocolate chip cookie because that is. If I went in and asked for them for a biscuit, they'd be like, "We've got cookies." Is that what you mean? It's like, so. okay. So wait, so. <laughs> this this is interesting. A cookie is specifically a chocolate chip cookie. 
Yeah, chocolate okay. chip, raisin, uh, oat and raisin, chocolate with chocolate chips in. So that, if you think of like the brand Maryland and what they make, that to me is a cookie. Yeah, I don't know that we have the brand Maryland, but I think I get what you're saying. If it's like in a package, like um, like an Oreo, or what about like Chips Ahoy? Is that a, is that a biscuit or is that a cookie? Uh, I'm now going to have to Google that really quickly. Okay, all right. See, see, I don't know what Maryland is. We might be talking about the same thing and just use different. Uh, yes. They use different. So yeah, so yeah, Chips Ahoy is pretty much like the same kind of thing as a Maryland. Okay, okay, all right. Well, see, I didn't realize you guys didn't have Chips Ahoy, and we don't have Maryland. Um, <clears throat> oh, wait, wait, wait. So is it is it just the fact that it's a biscuit because there's like, it's like sandwiching two things together? Is that why an Oreo is a biscuit? No. Um, no, no, It's no, a biscuit no. because like, we have digestive biscuits, rich tea biscuits, malted milk biscuits. So we have like an array of different named biscuits. So. Like a bourbon. You must know what a bourbon is, the chocolate biscuit with a chocolate... Biscuit with a chocolate filling in between. A bobbin biscuit. Bobbin, yeah. B O U B O U R B O N. B O U B O N. What are those things in a tin? Biscuit. Oh, okay. All right. No, no, I've no, no, I've never seen these. <laughs> So the, yeah, they, they that. What I need to do is I need to try and organize uh, a, like a goodie box selection of stuff and send it to you from the UK. They look delectable. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I mean, they look oh, really good. With coffee, very good. With tea, very good. Lots of them on their own, covered in melted <laughs> chocolate and stuff, even better. I mean, I mean, I might be able to find them. Um, I just don't on off. Britannia is oh yeah yeah I can get them yeah I could get them I've just never had them yeah yeah no you don't need to do I could get them Brit they're they're a staple in this house gotcha <laughs> yeah I can get them from Walmart not particularly my Walmart but I could get them shipped from Walmart um so yeah yeah they do look good we have that. we have stores in the UK that specifically sell American sweet goods and like. The eldest daughter loves it. Jay, we take Jay into there, and she can easily drop thirty quid because it's expensive stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like, sure. But for me, my my most favorite American chocolate bar is a Baby Roof. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. So you like the peanuts and, like, and the chocolate and all that jazz? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to buy to buy a Baby Roof in the UK, it's about one pound twenty. Okay. All right, so that's what like is, a dollar is a dollar sixty here or what? Is that somewhere like yeah, that? Ne nearly, yeah, nearly two dollars. So, nearly two dollars. Okay. Like, for me to go and buy a Mars bar in the UK, sixty pence. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's probably about right because I can buy a Baby Ruth here for uh, ninety-eight cents. So yeah. Yeah. So we we yeah we have to pay for the shipping side of it, but yeah, uh, I know sense. like the. Like the, here we go, petrol station or gas station. Um, <laughs> on my way to where the gas, the, the petrol station I pass sometimes, um, <coughs> they have me. they have them in, and I would quite often, if I'm stopping for any fuel, I would pick them up because they are my favorite. I pick so, several up, and I'd eat two on the way to work, and then one at work. So what in friend does? I weigh two hundred and thirty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so what in friend was talking about is what we know as butter cookies. Is that a thing for you guys? Um, do you call them butter biscuits? Me, if, if you search it up, 
<laughs> if you search it up, um, yeah, these are these are fairly popular. I, I mean, I say fairly, like 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 they're not the they're not the cookie of choice, at least not in my household. But a tin of them always seems to find its way around the the Christmas celebration. Um, they're actually they're I believe they're actually like Danish treats. To be honest, oh, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. that so that's that is a that is a biscuit. That is a, a a sharp a sharp bread or sharp cake sharp bread biscuit. Okay, all right, there you go. But yeah, I I like those. They're they're like Scotland. If if you ever come to the UK, anybody, and you end up finding yourself in Scotland, they do the best sharp bread sharp cake sharp bread biscuits. All butter. They are just yeah. Mm, that sounds amazing. That sounds absolutely amazing. Anyway, now I'm really hungry and I need to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it's yourself to bed with those. So you call... Um, see, if I would look at that package for the what you call bobbin, is that right? Yeah, yeah, bobbin. Yeah. What well, you call... the drink, bobbin. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that's it. See, we would call bourbon. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just a little bit of a difference, but yeah, I was like, I was. That's why when you started to spell it, I was like B O B B I N, and then you spelled it, and I was like, uh, no. I would love to, Nintendo. Nintendo saying we should send each other care packages. I would love to. The UPS, the USPS, is utterly ridiculous with cost. Yeah. Like See, ridiculous. For me, it doesn't cost. It doesn't cost a lot. It's like, it wouldn't cost me a lot it's just that you have to declare what i'm sending so there's a bit of a customs issue i think with sending food to the mm -hmm. u.s from the uk so but <laughs> yeah have to eat them on stream <laughs> yeah because there's nothing more appealing than watching people eat on stream that's the best <laughs> um oh, just to yeah. move, the, move the mic really close like this and just asmr it <laughs> that's to, right you get a little asmr in there i love it um hey that'll that'll send our views skyrocketing that's like super popular stuff right now um, yeah, so this has been interesting. So, cook, I, I will, I will admit, I'm still a little confused on like. I think I get what's a biscuit and what a cookie is, but I'm also still a little like I don't know, like I don't know the 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 difference, like like what's what is definitely a biscuit and what is definitely a cookie. So I find that interesting. Let me just one second. And we we. Cook everything's a cookie for us that like is in a cookie that's like so in an... anything that looks like that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> which is showing just like is what is what I would class as a cookie. So it's basically what we would consider like a homemade cookie, like like something yes. your your mama made or, or the baker made. Like that's a cookie. If it comes out of a package or a tin, it's more than likely. Uh, except for a Chips Ahoy or Maryland in your yeah. in your form, um, yeah. it's more than likely a biscuit. All right, I think I can get yeah, behind it. I, get it. <laughs> I like I it. Love how, I love how like we go all the way through all the Xbox stuff, and then this is like the, we've got the most engagement from the live viewers. <laughs> we'll tell you, and we we've really just... spent twenty minutes talking about it. <laughs> we, well, food. You know, it's food. You know how it is. I mean, can't blame them, guys. I'm not lying. This is not a joke. We legit on a slow news day when we don't already have biscuits and cookies to talk about. Sean is gonna make is gonna teach me how to make English breakfast tea. So that's gonna happen one of these weeks. It's been on our list for a while. Uh, we thought we were gonna do it on the week that um, right before we got the news that Microsoft uh, acquired Activision, and then we got that news. Yeah, because so it's been a slow week prior to that as well. Yeah. So we were like, eh, yeah. so, we need to do something. 
So I'm gonna have all the so, ingredients here, and he's gonna teach me how to make English breakfast tea the pro the proper way. The English way. That's right. <laughs> so um, that kind of wraps up the episode. Before we disappear, um, I do want to say a couple of things along what we've got going on on Twitch. So if you are a subscriber like Mr. Hambo and Johnny, this is Duke or myself. Um, I'm gonna check them out there now in the live chat. You have access to these emotes. So feel free to use them because it took me enough time to figure out how to size everything down to get them on there. Um, and the other thing is, if you watch us quite often, like I know that this is the Duke and Hambo and Johnny does, you'll be collecting yourself channel points or GPN points. On there, there is just the bog standard unlocker, you know, a sub emote and stuff like that. But there is two extra ones on there, so do feel free to take them out. One of them is if you earn 5,000 points, I will do a funny short style video for YouTube of me playing Beat Saber. Trust me, that looks hilarious. And the songs that I do like to play on Beat Saber are quite interesting. Um, and the other one is if you can rack up 10,000 channel points, we you can invite yourself on the show. You can join us. You can come and have a chat with us. Anything you want to talk about, biscuits, cookies. Uh, what did we talk about last time? Uh, we talked about fries. All fries, things yeah, potatoes. Tips and fries. <laughs> Potato-based foods. That's right. Um, you can come and join us and have a chat and stuff like that. It'd be great. Um, and the one last thing I want to say is I have been given the go-ahead by my eldest daughter to play Resident Evil The Village. Finally. Um, so I will be doing a stream of that play. I'm going to try. I've watched, I've watched my friend speed run it enough to kind of have an idea of where I'm going. So we shall play that and I'll give my thoughts on it after it's been out for nearly a year. <laughs> Just in time. <laughs> Just in time, yeah. Game Pass style, isn't it? It's that everything comes out a year later. That's right. So. But yeah, I think that kind of wraps us up. That's it. Take us out, man. Cool. So as always, the socials for us are at Game Pass News. That's Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. If you're listening to this through a podcast service, um, please, if you can, give us a rating. That helps us get there up to the top and it makes us more searchable. Um, if you're over at YouTube and you're watching this, please subscribe. It'd be great if we could use YouTube as a live platform to get out on, but that all falls on you guys and getting us the, the subscriptions that we need. If you want to chat to us in the Discord, drop us questions like Hambo and Johnny has done for this episode, head over to patreon.com forward slash Dads. A uh, dollar a month gets you access, or if you are a subscriber on Twitch, we can sort you access out with the almighty tip. Um, thanks very much to everybody in the chat. This is the Duke, Hambo, and Johnny, in Friendo. And until next time, guys, we'll see you later. See you later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>